This is episode 103 on the Hashtag Get Merry Podcast. Woohoo! Welcome to the Hashtag Get Merry Podcast, helping you live your healthiest, your happiest, your most merriest life possible. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas, aka the Merry Mix Sisters, aka the Marys. So are you ready? Let's get merry. Welcome to the first ever All About Yoga podcast. Uh, Basically, this is going to run a little bit differently than usual. I'm going to actually read out my latest blog post all about yoga teacher training, and then Emma and I are going to chat more about it. Ooh, fun. Here goes. The five surprising things that yoga teacher training taught me that I didn't think would teach me. Okay, 10 weeks have passed since I started yoga teacher training with Essence of Living here on the Gold Coast. That means I am done. Certified yogi, hashtag tick. I seriously cannot believe how fast the 10 weekends went. That's 20 days, 200 hours, boom. Going into the training, I knew I would learn a heap of stuff. I mean, I was about to spend 10 weeks in yoga land. How could I not learn some cool stuff? But I wasn't prepared for the epicness of the learnings and the changes that I went through. From the get-go, I had this knowing that I was supposed to do my yoga training. It wasn't a matter of if, it was just a matter of when. So to be able to finally go on this adventure was a freaking blessing in itself. But let's get into the good stuff. You're here because you want to know the surprising things I learned. But let's quickly cover the unsurprising stuff I learned. And they're all kind of dar moments. One, epic yoga technique. During the 10 weeks, I did a total of 91 hours of yoga practice. I think that's a lot. So my down dogs are pretty much hashtag on point. Really cool breathing techniques, aka pranayama, that literally change your thoughts in minutes and the physicality of your body. Now that is freaking cool. I'll be sharing some of these inside our next challenge. So definitely get on the wait list. Some Sanskrit. That's a really hard word to say, by the way. This is the ancient Indian language that the yoga teachings are written in. One of my goals for 2017 was to learn a new language. So I feel like this could almost tick that off because Udhita Hasta Palangustasana. Seriously, that is the funnest one to say. Extended hand to big toe pose if you're wondering. And you totally were. How to meditate. I also got a hell of a lot more inspired to meditate too because we talked about the benefits a lot, but that's like a whole other 50 blog posts. Plus, I learned all about the bones, muscles, and all the systems of the magical human body. Okay, yay. Yay for better yoga and yay for all that cool stuff. But let's get to the juicy stuff, the stuff that came out of the woodworks and hit me like a big freaking aha moment more than a few times during the 10 weeks. Number one surprising thing I learned during yoga teacher training was enthusiasm is a superpower that we all have. You just have to use it. I love being enthusiastic about pretty much everything. It makes life way more fun and way more magical. I was actually described as Carla is very enthusiastic multiple times on school reports. I remember looking it up in the dictionary in year five. Ready for the surprise? Being enthusiastic about your goals, about your life and realizing your higher purpose makes it all come to reality faster. And this is not woo-woo crap. Think about it. If you're enthusiastic about what you're doing, if you're truly excited and passionate, then of course it's going to come faster because you're actually doing. If you are complaining, procrastinating and taking zero action, then you'll get zero results or change. Flashback to high school when I wanted the lead role in the school musical. I enthusiastically asked my mum for singing lessons so I had the best chance at scoring the lead. I practiced 
every day. I prepared. I was excited. And I shared my enthusiasm with the director of the show pretty much every day until the audition. Overkill? Maybe. Either way, I got the lead. Even though I wasn't the best singer, the best dancer, I showed up with enthusiasm. Number two surprising thing I learned during yoga teacher training. Be impeccable with your words. Choose your words carefully and speak only when you truly have something meaningful to say. I love to talk. Em and I recently realized how many random conversations we have when we're working. Now, maybe because we spend so slash too much time together that we run out of normal stuff to talk about, so we get into the weird and wonderful. Either way, I talk a lot. So when I learned the term, be impeccable with your words, it really forced me to self-reflect and catch myself in moments when I was talking just because I wanted to fill in the space. Usually it was because the silence made me uncomfortable or I didn't agree with something, so I felt I had to voice it. Why are you uncomfortable, Carla? Do you really need to be right all the time? Now, I'm not judging here. I'm just noticing, questioning. Not only is it about choosing your words carefully and using them when necessary, it's, all about, it's also about keeping to your word, doing the things you say you're going to do. Integrity. Now, that's always been a value of mine, so I liked that it popped up in the yoga teachings. Number three, surprising thing I learned during yoga teacher training. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. Now, let's get it straight. It definitely is what you do, but it's definitely more how you do it because you can do all the yoga classes, but are you really truly showing up with enthusiasm, with commitment, with passion and giving it your all? If you're not, then maybe it's not your thing. When you show up, show up. Not with your half ass, but with your full ass. And not with a cranky ass, but with a kind ass. Now, I'm not sure why I'm saying ass all the time, but we have that quote hanging up in our office and I think it's kind of perfect. Let's use clearing your inbox as a fun example. Now, how do you usually act when you read and respond to your hundreds of emails per day? Are you like, why the frig is this person emailing me again? I wish I had zero emails. Email is the worst idea ever in the history of ideas. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt, I bet if you went back and read some of your sent emails when in that cranky ass mind space, you'd surprise yourself. I know I've reread sent emails and thought, oops, that was a bit rude slash a lot rude. And then I'd make some excuse as to why I was rude when in actual fact, I was just being rude. And that just ain't merry. Now, if I ever get in that space, I've taught myself to get the hell out of the inbox, abort all drafts, just leave. Even if it means I don't respond in two to three days, I still leave. Imagine if you responded when you were calm and kind, your emails would have so many exclamations and emojis, well, mine will, and the receiver will feel all the cozy love. A simple example, huh? But I know it's something I struggle with and I'm pretty sure the rest of email land does too. Where else are you showing up, but not really showing up? Number four, surprising thing I learned during yoga teacher training, detach, detach, detach. Oh my gosh. This one seriously had me talking for weeks. It was probably the theme of the day in Merrymakerland for the majority of yoga teacher training. Not to mention it kept popping up in books, podcasts, and other conversations too. Synchronicity? I think yes. I feel like the reason I wanted to talk about it more was because of how much it made me stop and question well-being, business, happiness, relationships, actually life in general. The idea of detachment is that you detach yourself from everything. It's a weird idea that I hadn't ever thought of before. And man, oh man, I am slash was attached to a lot of stuff. This means detachment from reaching goals, detachment from people you love, detachment from food, detachment from weather, detachment from everything. It means whatever the weather, it doesn't change who you are. Um, Hello, I used to complain about the cold all the time. Okay, I definitely still do this sometimes. 
It means if the cafe doesn't make your coffee right, it doesn't ruin your day. Even though today my chai wasn't as good as yesterday. Okay, see, I have to practice more. Whether you reach the goal or not, it doesn't bother you. This is detachment. It, it doesn't mean you get a free pass to be lazy. You still have to give it all you got. But it means that if the plan doesn't turn out the way you thought it would, that all is well. And just know that the way it did turn out is the way it was supposed to. Practicing detachment is a freaking game changer. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can bring you down. You are like water. You flow, sometimes fast, sometimes slow, and you elegantly bend around the rocks. Rocks are obstacles, by the way, if you're wondering. Number five, surprising thing I learned during yoga teacher training was how to love myself, not just the idea that I should love myself. Self-love and compassion has been part of my journey from the very beginning of starting Merrymakers. I remember watching Louise Hay's documentary, You Can Heal Your Life, four years ago. That's when I first started mirror work. This is where I'd say words of affirmations to myself while looking in the mirror. There's a bunch of other self-love things I've tried, but nothing had rewired the brain pathway to default to self-love. Before I started yoga teacher training, I was still very much in a self-loathe mindset. I'd say 70 to 30, self-loathe to self-love. Boo for that. The first day of yoga teacher training, we went around the circle and we said why we were here. I wasn't really sure as I waited for my turn, but then as I started introducing myself, I told everyone that I wanted to learn to love myself and to actually love myself, not just every now and then, but like all the freaking time. I can't tell you the exact turning point of when the ratio flipped. Now it's like five to 95. That's a big flip. But I know that practicing yoga, the postures, the breathing, the meditation, and the focus on learning new stuff that I'm actually interested in all played a huge part in showing me how to love myself. And let me tell you, it feels darn good. Like really, really, really good. My training for this particular course is done. But just like a friend told me, now you have a lifetime of yoga training ahead. Always merry making color. Okay, let's get into discussion. Well, that was interesting. That's new. That's different. We haven't done that before. I was just like guzzling tea yeah. just then. Oh my God, I love tea. Me too. Like, I don't know if I like reading out blog posts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, you know, when I do it, when we've done drafts, like I'm better at it or something. Like, well, yesterday you I read. I guess it's just practice. Yeah. Well, we can see what the people say. <laughs> Guys, if you liked Carla reading out the blog post, let us know what you thought. If you didn't, let us know as well because we will never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Okay. Hello. Um, I just, guys, also, I did a headstand today and I kind of hurt my neck. But you've done it like, <laughs> she's done it three times. I'm like, Carla, no more headstands. No okay, like, I'm not going to do rule. any more headstands. That's a rule. Until I'm stronger. I'm just going to have a sip of tea. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yoga's pretty awesome. I think, do you know what's the funniest thing that, that, um, like, you know, all these amazing lessons you've learned yeah. throughout the 10 week journey. Like a lot of them, we kind of already ran our business with these ideas and like our lives and like, you know, it's just stuff that our parents taught us and I think drilled into us. Um, And it's interesting though, like many other people are the same. Like, I I mean, we read an article by Gary Vee today, Mm. you know, the ultimate work hard, hustler, Mm. online content, blah, blah, blah. Like you all know who Gary Vee is, maybe, probably, actually, maybe a lot of you don't. Look him up. Look him up. Look at his videos. Not yoga at all, but like lots of his things. No, but then all his messages today were like a stack of yoga, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the kindness, the compassion, Mm -hmm. the empathy thing. So I think it's like, it's like there is, it seems like there's this huge movement right now. And maybe it's been 
in your life for a long time, but I think like it's it's more common online now for this kind of like heart aspect of business and leading your life kind of by your heart and and truth and honesty and authenticity and kindness and and etc etc which is really cool i almost feel like it wasn't surprising things i learned it was more like it was cool things that like yoga brought to the light it like made me um more it made me realize like how I wanted to live, even though like those things were already in my life and your life, it just made it me have more reason to bring them to the forefront. Like yeah. to bring it like, yeah, like I do want to be kind and I do want to be compassionate and I do want to be honest and I do want to have integrity and I want to like give and be generous. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, um, you know, like sometimes you might come to, I don't know, you might be in a course, you might be doing something and it's like, okay, like write down your three values. Yeah. But it's probably something I've never actually like specifically written down, like for our business yeah. and for myself personally. And I think it's like really quite important for lots of stuff, like your growth and like your boundaries and the way you live your life and the people you allow into your life, for especially for intimate relationships. I think it's really important to identify your values mm. And and I think like, you know, you can live them without identifying them. But then like once you identify them, I feel like it's a lot easier to not find yourself in a place where you're like, shit, like I haven't been following my values for X, Y, Z reason. Mm. Because if you're aware of them, you identify them, then you will keep them front of mind. Yeah. And also, as you were saying, like with relationships, you can... Um, if you have identified them in yourself, you can easily identify them in others. So you can be like, huh, warning bell, that's like total opposite to my value. Maybe I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Maybe um, we shouldn't hang out again and that's okay. But it's the fact that you can identify them and I feel like you can really only identify things you see in others where you can only identify things you see in others that you have identified in yourself already. Like That's when it's like easiest when you're like – Oh, I'm being kind right now. And then you just notice all the kind people yeah. around you. And you're like, oh my God, everyone's being kind. So true. And it's, like, it's kind of like gratitude. Like the more grateful you are, the more you realize that you already have so much to yeah. be grateful for. So it's like so if true. you can bring light to your values, you'll probably bring light to your values and other people because they're probably still there. Yeah. And I think like like we we spoke about that the other day. Like there was a guy that you kind of had a crush on, Carla, and then you like <laughs> caught up with him and then you're like, whoa like because you've been on this kind of journey this the yoga thing and like values come up you're like he actually does not look after his health at all Mm. and it was like um why would I want to be with someone who doesn't share that same value Mm. as me because then it's always going to be this like uphill fight like it'll be like and then I'll have resentment yeah so you're always going to be forever motivating him to be healthy then he might like do things that you disagree with Mm. and then you'll get in arguments and, like, if it's not, like, you know, I know sometimes you c- the connection's, like, too amazing yeah. to ignore and it's, like, bloody hell, like, I cannot ignore this. Yeah. But if it is kind of, like, you're, you're not too sure, it's, like, well, I'm going to go the other way. and Thanks not pro- for making the decision easier. Yeah. That's how yeah. it was. It was literally, like, ma- it made my decision-making way easier. I like that. Like, it was just, like, no, like, I'm going to stand by my values and that's that. Yeah. You want to come to the party? Come to the party. Yeah. If not, then don't. Like, and I think like that's really empowering. Yeah. To not, to not be like, to 
because it's almost like if you don't know your values, then like it's really easy to settle. Like it's really easy to be like, okay, I I have a crush on you. I have this kind of like physical attraction to you and like I like being around you. But then there's these things that you can't quite like real. You don't quite realize like why, why am I feeling that way? I'm not really sure because you're really nice and blah, 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 blah. But then like if you can connect it to your value, then it's like boom, that's why. Yeah. And it makes the decision so easy. It's just like, yeah, why would I even go down that path? It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's God, cool. That's a whole other podcast relationship. We always talk Ooh. about values. I like talking about it. We, I never used to talk about it. We, it was um, only since like the last little while where I've actually started talking well, about values. it first came up in that like when we realized that if you connect a value to like, oh, your yeah, health. True, yeah. That it can make you stick to your health. Like it's in our book, in our oh, cookbook. Yeah. Okay. It's called the, we called it the value connector. Isn't it funny? Like, okay, so I talked about values like that, but I never really talked about like I never really identified my like okay health was one but then I never actually like looked at it in a relationship perspective or like I don't know in a business perspective either it was just like kind of like I, this is how we run our business but yeah. I never really like sat down and wrote down exactly how what they are but how nice that um we kind of have looked at it now yeah and like we do have a, a better idea and I feel yeah. like they can always change and they can always evolve and grow. but like um like I guess I can't actually remember. We talked about this on Friday night that we were like, oh, yeah, they're our values. Yeah, we should have written that down. Honesty was one of ours. Yeah, definitely and honesty. And um, growth. Authenticity. Authenticity. Health, obviously. Balance. Balance is a big one, especially in the world of business mm. because, I mean, and that's health. Health and balance kind of like are, yeah, are each other. You Like people can have their health. Like they think, you know, oh, I'm bulletproof. I'm healthy. Yeah. And then they still – they're like, oh, my God, I have so much energy. I'm just going to work for 18 yeah, hours. Yeah, that's so true. Just work, 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 work. And then they burn out. Yeah, not saying that Bulletproof is, like, bad. Bulletproof is actually really amazing. Um, I'm kind of keen to get back into yeah. Bulletproof. Yeah, me too, like, a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, like, Bulletproof days and I have, like, carb days. It's like, I'm vegan today, tomorrow. I'm Bulletproof. I'm yeah. paleo. I just eat Mary. Um, but, yeah, I think that it does go hand in hand, but then when you don't understand it that you need balance. As well as health. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get You're what like you're talking about. You know. um, and another big one is, which I already mentioned, the authenticity, which I think like I know, like, do you know, like that, I'm happy to use that word because I think it's an important word. I think it's very important to us. Let's stop saying that it's a buzzword. And I it's know. Over it's it's like, like, no, it's what it means. Freaking real. It means being yourself. And like how good that it is a buzzword because obviously. It's trending. It is tr- <laughs> hashtag trending. It's trend. Like, I mean. We should write an article about it. Yes. We should write an article about it. Like the moment you start showing up not as your truth is the moment where you kind of like start digging that hole to a very confusing place where you end up being like in this, this whatever you're doing, questioning who you are. Yeah. And that is the worst feeling when you don't know who you are because you kind of stopped living authentically. You stopped living your truth and then you get all muddled and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, who am I? It's funny that you say – It's just a yucky feeling. It's a really yucky when feeling. When you were saying that, I thought like, um, you know, when – like it's like a habit. Like being yourself is a habit. Yeah. Because, you know, you can be on it. Like use your diet as an example. If you just eat healthy one day out of the year – 
then you're probably not going to be healthy. So it's like the more you be yourself every day, the more you will find yourself, become yourself. But if you slowly let these like things like kind of um, almost take your power back, like take the power of you feeling like you can be yourself, then you're no longer being yourself and then yourself slowly slips away because you're not being yourself anymore. What's in that? What's the lyric in that song by Beyonce, Running? Running, um, running. It's like not running from myself no more. And then it's like if I lose myself, I lose it all. Oh, like I just got chills. If I lose myself, I lose it all. Yeah. Like that's been on our July playlist, by the way. Oh yeah, if anyone has wants to follow me on Spotify, I make these like monthly playlists. They're pretty fun, actually. I would highly recommend following them. We'll put it. We'll add a link <laughs> into the um show notes in the blog post. And you also get an insight to like how we're feeling like during the month because like there'll be like like last last month there was like breakup songs and Emma requested those. <laughs> well, I actually made a whole breakup playlist. So when I have when you write about when I write about that, which it's coming, it's brewing. I've written many little notes and scribbles and poems and, and who knows what journals and I'm sure I'll be able to create an amazing blog post from it all um, to help anyone who's going through a breakup because, man, it sucks. Got to learn, got to use it to its potential. Well, I'm reading this book, which like lots of the stuff is very yoga, um, which you might have read. It's all it's, yoga. It's it's uh, what is it called? Man's Search for Meaning by oh. Victor E. Frankel, a very famous book. I was kind of like, well, which book are you going to talk about? Oh yeah, three. yeah, I'm reading three reading. books at the moment. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, but this book is very good. I can't remember where I was going with Man's it. Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, something about using like finding meaning. Oh yeah. So I mean, like, the book starts with this guy's description of living in a concentration camp in Germany somewhere, the the very the, the Aus, one, Auschwitz. Auschwitz. I, I, I mean, I was walking up and down Hedges Street on the Gold Coast. If anyone's familiar with that street, you know, McMansion Central, beautiful beach, like epic, so much amazingness around me. And I'm listening to this amazing man's description of this concentration ca- camp, like, you know, crying in my own little world where like – were you crying? Like just te- – well, it brings tears to your eyes because it's just so scary that oh. humans can do this yeah, to each other. It's like – and I feel like that – like I know we've had this conversation offline. Like it wasn't even that long ago. I know. Like this stuff happened – so what year? We're 2017. So this stuff happened in like the nineteen early 1940s. It's like only 75 years It's freaking – well, I mean, and then there's bad stuff happening now as well. So it's like when will it bloody end? And it's just weird. But then in the book, I mean, it's an amazing book. So the point was that what helped him is, you know, like there has to be a meaning for your suffering. And what helps many people, there has to be a meaning for suffering. So um, you might notice like people like those amazing parents who lost their child. Oh, God, I'm terrible with like. He was abducted. He was abducted and murdered really sad. I can't remember their names, but then they created an amazing foundation from it. And I mean, you know, all like the um, the coward punches, the parents who who kind of like go on to speak at schools and things like that. All the mothers who lose their babies. Yeah, and that. they and like violence. Yeah. Well, oh God, I'm terrible with names. They all like, these amazing people, but I can't remember any of their names. But anyway, like horrible situations, people die, horrible things happen, and then they go on to raise awareness and 
bring good to the world, br- mm, bring light to the world. And it's like they've created meaning from their suffering. Mm. And I guess like that's why I want to write about the breakup because, man, I was suffering. And I know it, you can't compare it to a murder, but still like – I was suffering well, we in my look life. Forward to that, yeah. So, so, so I'm going to create meaning for it and write an amazing blog post. Good but job. Any, and that book, <laughs> but that book is really good, and I can't wait to finish it. And also, on another note that I really liked from that book was that you know humans can do such awful things, but then there are the humans who uh, stopped the concentration camps and save them and like you know there's so many good things there's so much good that humans do too so it's like darkness and lightness which is very you know yin and yang yoga can't have the dark without the light and can't have the light without the dark it's true balance Mm. push and pull gravity wouldn't the world wouldn't exist without it i know crazy even though sometimes you're just like i don't want to go through the darkness <laughs> I don't want to have the sadness. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like I, I definitely am like that. Like I don't want to go through that. No, but it's, it's like true. you it's have like, to. And like sometimes you don't even realize you're going through it. Like for me, like before yoga, like I didn't really, I didn't really know I was going through anything like dark or like I wasn't in a low lower point. But and I think, like I honestly believe that. When you go through the dark stuff and, like, you're aware of it and you, like, work through it, I think your highs are higher. I think it's, like, if you, like, kind of, like, take note of it and then you can, like, it's, like, because you can't say, like, um, like, I mean, if you're on, and like, flatlining. <laughs> yeah, though, it's probably true. Like, because it's, like, it those, is true. Like, the, um. We were talking about this in at yoga teaching in anatomy, like when it's like the hormones make you go up and down. And remember that mm. bar line we're looking at, and you can have the highest of highs and lowest yeah. of lows. And antidepressants, what they do is they bring you to flat they lines, num- so you feel numb nothing, you, so you don't feel high and you don't feel low. Yeah, but contentment actually kind of is aimed to not bring you to those high highs yeah. and those low lows. Well, I must say, like, I'm very – not that I'm manic, like, actually, but I, I notice – I am very self-aware that I will have massive highs and I will have really lows. And I've always been like that, even, like, as a teenager, as a kid. Like, I've always been, like, extremely happy. But then when I get sad, I get really sad. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a hu- – I struggle sometimes with it because I'm just like, man, like I just want to be like not feel so depressed about this small thing. Like I, I'm so hyper aware that like it's not like, you know, I'm going to get through this. But like, man, I feel like absolute crap. But also, guys, guess what? I know I'm just like talking oh a lot. God. I've got another thing to say, Carla. I wanted to tell everyone that I have a gut bacteria that's like really high. So I'm thinking like once I sort my gut out that my moods – will get in order. What do you guys reckon? Uh, how are you liking our yoga podcast? <laughs> all about Emma's gut and Emma's depression. Oh, <laughs> You will you bring – you talk. I was just listening. <laughs> well, I was thought I wanted to talk about, like, the changes that you saw because I shared an Instagram post – that yes. and you and because I couldn't talk about yoga because I couldn't put into words yet like halfway through but like you were like oh you're just like nicer now yeah and I was like that's nice um 
Well, you're more. Let me. I'll describe the changes I've seen. You have more patience. You react not as quickly in negative ways. You know, like um, like say if I don't do something that you like, (laughs) you don't like jump straight away. You're not like, ah. this wasn't like a constant thing, by the way. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Kidding. But, um, yeah, I think it's like you think more before you react, which is cool. And you definitely had heaps more compassion with me, especially like when you first started in it and I was just going through the breakup like that. I noticed so much like you were just really compassionate Whereas I don't know if you would have been like that if, if you weren't mm. doing the yoga. Not that you would have been horrible, but I think you kind of just would have left me in my space. But it was like you knew that I needed you. Yeah, well, because I kind of like have gone through um, like at the start, like I know you needed me more. But then I feel like now sometimes it's like you actually need your space. So I give yeah. like, like I try it like yeah. now. Like I do, like, and it's because like, you sh- like I don't I'm not always going to be here for you yeah so, like, totally you do like, well, you, you do need yeah. your own space so and you need like, to pick yourself yeah. up yeah and so like I now like at the start I was like there 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 yeah. and I kind of I made a conscious effort to do that like yeah. I wanted to do that for you because like it was yuck and yeah it still is but like and then as time went on I was like okay like I think you need your space now or I think I need to be there or like maybe mm. and but yeah I definitely think I was more compassionate and I the difference was was that like I wanted to be that yeah me. and I think another thing that I've really I've got a lot of benefit as well I've got benefit from all your learnings but um then the idea of the non-attach or non-attachment is that how you say it or disattach detachment. detachment um but either either. I think like what I mean, I'd heard about it, mm. but I never really understood it and I never really understood why you would want to be unattached, disattached, de- detached. detached. So I think that's been really amazing and and just for every aspect of your life, like any goal you have, any even like relationships, it's like have this idea of non-attachment in it because it can help you mm. at some stage. I think when I first learned about it, it would have been like week two. Remember I brought it yeah. home and I was like, I'm, really, I'm confused by this. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? Like why aren't yeah. we like, why do we not want to be attached to things? Like yeah. doesn't that mean we love them and blah, blah, blah. And it it's like it's made more sense as time has gone on. Plus, as I was saying, like it's like – keep showing up right yeah keep it, showing up I almost think that it was always there it's just that we brought light to it and yeah. then now we're noticing it more it's like when you buy a car and yeah you see the Suzuki Swift, so and then we see the Suzuki Swifts everywhere that's the car we drive by that yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a sponsored post this is not sponsored <laughs> this is not sponsored um but I just always remember that or like your first car that little Siri on yeah like I was always like never seen one that's of those so in my weird. life and then I, I see them all over the place what about um so yeah the that but was really cool. How cool has detachment been for our business and goals? Like, don't you think it's made us um, less fearful as well? Yeah. Because it's like, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We'll find another way. So I have the goal, but I'm not attached to it. Yeah. I have the goal that, you know, like this vision, but the way I get there is it could do whatever the or hell. Or if I don't even get there. Yeah, true. Because I'll end up where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And it w- might be completely different, yeah. but it will be just... Even, even better, even better even than better. what you even expected. Another thing, the love, self-love. 
that has been a big thing I've noticed in you. You like, like you have had very special. Like it's like kind of it's like your journey as an observer, like with self-love and like body image and stuff, you've gone um, really good, then you kind of went really mm. bad again. And like only recently, like last year, like, and I knew and I was like, what the hell? Like what's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't bring up the staff again. <laughs> I know, I won't bring it up. But like it was crazy to see and also like frustrating on my from me because I was like, I could see the amazingness in you. I could see mm. that you are pure love and amazing and special and beautiful in every other way, but you just couldn't see it. Mm. And when, like, you're the type of person that, like, it's like if you're set in a way, there's no twisting your opinion. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. So I think yoga kind of calmed that down. And also <laughs> it showed you that you're, you, it opened your eyes up to your amazingness. Yeah. Like it opened your heart up, which is freaking epic and <laughs> I want you to keep doing it and making sure that you keep living that way because the way that we see ourselves is, you know, like if we see ourselves in love, other people are going to see mm. ourselves with love. And I think self-love, it's such a, t- it's a term that, you know, like have a bath, have a ha- light some <laughs> candles. Some but it's not <laughs> like I think self love is so much deeper than that. Really, what it is, it's self respect. It's like honoring yourself. When were we talking about what? This must have was this in a podcast or an article? Oh, who knows? I literally was reading about this yesterday about self respect. I think so. Do you know what that? Maybe that is a more powerful word, self respect. Yeah, because let's change. Damn, it. like. We need to start respecting ourselves. That's so true. Like, because you, yeah, because you would never, the words that I have said to myself, I would never say to anyone else on the planet. Exactly. And I say it to myself, like I used to, not anymore, guys. Yeah, I think it's 95 to 5. Do you know what? Honestly, I think self respect, let's bloody change. Like, it is self respect. It is self love, but it's also self respect because I, if we respect ourselves, then we will get that respect mm. back maybe it's actually a better word because love the word love how do you describe the word love i know like what is everybody love? has what is love? a different meaning for love whereas respect you can like you can put an action to respect yeah like you were taught respect when you were growing up yeah like how so to true. respect people and that's an easy way to understand self-respect and self-love because you can see the action that directly relates to the word yeah. respect. Whereas love, it's like, well, what is that? Well, and people sometimes, love so differently. Sometimes people have like a bad association exactly. to the word love because they have never been loved as well. Mm. Like, I mean, like, how do you know how to love when you have grown up in maybe a family or a household that? has no love Mm. like it can be really hard I've met people like that and it's 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 really difficult to even like for them to open up about it Mm. and to be vulnerable because like it's just like this horrible kind of like box that they struggle to open um whereas you know I've grown up in a family filled with love and it's still hard yeah so it's like whoa like this is like why why is this such a freaking issue why can we not love ourselves like why why is everyone talking about it why does everyone have so many issues with it i don't like i don't even know and like we're talking to our friend today and like her 12 year old daughter yeah has 
like issues with it. It's like why now? Like why? Well, I mean, but we did too. I know. But That's why we're doing this because it crazy. started. It's then. just like why has that happened? And like let's change it. Like let's bring this to like like we are doing. Let's talk about it more because when yeah. we bring it to the light, then at least we can freaking do something about it. And then it's like taking note of what actions are not respecting and loving mm. yourself so like i mean like my example again with the relationship stuff it's like you've got to fill your cup up yes you've got to respect yourself you've got to tune in with yourself and what you actually want instead of saying yes 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 to the other person mm. instead of give 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 giving even though you might love them even though you think they're amazing even though you respect them so highly like you need to put yourself first so you don't end up in a point where it's like, what was all this for? Like, and you've lost yourself as well. So it's like, which maybe that's like a point where I got to, where I gave and gave and gave, didn't honour my own self, my heart, my um desires. I don't know what the right word is. I didn't honour myself. And then you respect yourself. I didn't, yeah, I didn't respect, I didn't respect myself and, and not in a way that like, you know, I was mean to myself, just in a way that I didn't listen to my truth. Your actions didn't reflect respect. Yeah. Like, like I put another, I put another person before me. And you did it all the time. Yeah. It's okay to do it sometimes. Well, you've got to do it sometimes. Exactly, but not all the time. Yeah. And then. And it's got to be like. And then it might come to an end. Or you don't have that person in your life and then it kind of all turns upside down. And it's like, oh, where do I go from here? You have to dig and find yourself. But if we kept that self-love through all this living and life and whatnot and this self-respect, I feel like it would be a lot easier to move through those difficult times. Yeah. Because you know yourself and you never lost yourself in the relationship or in the situation, in the suffering. (laughs) (laughs) how funny well so yeah well yoga for me has been like like the practice because like the yoga isn't just the poses but the actual poses has been like my thing that has allowed me to show self-respect to my body and my mind and like I think I guess doing poses like yoga is quite intimate with yourself. Like you are bending and you're stretching and you might be like seeing parts of your body you've never really looked at for that long before or you're folding forward and you might get a feeling that you've never felt before. And I think it just opens up more self-awareness of your body as well and where you are in space. And like like um, we learned about, you were there as well, Em, like when you kick your leg back, can you actually – do you can you feel where your foot is in space or can you not and i think like bringing self-awareness to your body allows you to also bring self-awareness to how you show up and how you are in life and how your mind is what is your mind doing so the practice of self-awareness with your body allows you to become more self-aware with your mind and your life just everything yeah and instead of going through these motions Mm. on autopilot you decide what Mm. to do you decide how you're going to show up you make a decision Mm. on more you're just more aware yeah and um brings focus to the forefront as well like yeah um i think it it's probably like i don't know about you guys but a lot of workouts that i used to do was like 
running on the treadmill. Mm. And all I would do was count down the time and think about what I was going to eat next and whatever. I, was, I wasn't really focused on running. No. I was trying to focus everything not on running. Like, I know. I wanted to just get it done. I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't want to feel what the, my body was feeling. But yoga like encourages you to feel every single part of your body. When you're in a pose, what is talking to you? Like is your hip tight? Is your hamstring tight? Does that feel good? Like, how do you feel in this pose? Like, and it allows you to bring focus to, again to your body, which allows you to bring focus to your life. So, I might be able to focus better in my workplace. Like, yeah. and I think I have been able to. Like, yeah, I, have, I think you have. And I've had, um, you know, when you practice yoga, they they, they talk about a drishti and having one point. One point point of focus that is still, mm. and that's how you get your balance. Mm. So it's like imagine if we brought that into our lives, where we have a one point focus at a time instead of filling up our days with all of this stuff and all of these things and all of this noise. Yeah, how could we ever feel balanced if we're filling our lives yeah. with social media, emails, talking on the phone, being here, being there, driving, listening to podcasts, like consume, consume, like. Mm. How could we ever feel balanced? So if we bring moments of one-pointed focus into our life, then we'll feel so much calmer and be able to probably be a lot more productive anyway, If even though you don't feel like you're being more productive. I love that. It's something that I really struggle with, I admit. And lately I've just had like no focus. I'm just like I feel like I'm so fuzzy. But we do think that that could be because of your low iron. Yeah, so, so through like, the gut issues I'm not absorbing anything. So I have like level two iron, which is really low. So I need to book in my iron infusion. <laughs> I wonder what that means. I'll put it on Instagram, guys. Maybe can you come with me and hold my hand, yeah. <laughs> When you went to the doctors the other day to get your results, I was like, should I have corn with you? Yes. Then I was like, oh, no, I have a phone call. But then they didn't show up. So it was annoying. <laughs> um, so I could come anyway. Uh, so I think – all these things that like, you know, the the postures of yoga, it's kind of cool to see it show up in real life. Like the focus and the awareness of your body. Oh, it's and so cool. It's like how epic that, you know, just doing a yoga class. I know. And Pilates, I'm going to put that out there too, in that you have to really focus in Pilates. And I was thinking today in Pilates, I was like, maybe – I do have strong abs. Maybe I do have a strong core. Okay, guess everyone, I'm going to fill you in. I, I have like not a very strong core, even though I have done Pilates four times a week for like the past six months or like maybe longer. And my core just hasn't been getting stronger. But maybe I'm thinking it's because I believe my core isn't strong. What if I just flipped it and said I do have a strong core and like focused on how strong my core is yeah. getting, that I might actually get a strong core. Well, <laughs> you play with that and report back. I will. <laughs> um, we'll be doing roll-ups in no time. But, but yeah, Pilates, yoga, that mind-body connection. Yeah. Like I think it's a, been a real game changer for our exercise stuff. And I mean like isn't it fun to actually love what, movement yeah. and love the way you exercise? I'm just going to add because in this day and age, adding more stress to your life via workout I know. doesn't make sense to me. Shit. So oh my we God. are surround we're always on. Like yeah. we're attached to our phones, we're attached to our computers. Um, we don't really have an off time unless you're very like much okay, I'm going to turn my phone off at 8 p.m. and my computer goes off, my TV goes off at 8 p.m. I'm just You guys are amazing. I'm going to go into that. my bedroom oh. and I'm going to read. Like yay you guys who do that like you are my inspiration. I don't do that. No. Um, so I feel like, you know, we, our 
lifestyle, Emma, even though it is um, we live on the Gold Coast and we have our own business, it's actually quite stressful on our bodies and our brains. We probably just don't realize. Yeah. And our systems. So going to yoga and Pilates would make the most sense not going to workouts like, you know, high intensity interval training, CrossFit, all that wouldn't make sense because that, again, is a stress. It's a stress to our body that's just adding more cortisol. I and know. Which would eventually lead, we know, we've learned this, to adrenal fatigue. And also it actually stops you from losing weight. So, like, people will go do these, like, high intensity workouts thinking that they're going to lose weight. But if you're already mega stressed, you're really busy and you're just trying to get like this massive workout in like a short time frame, your body is just going to go into overdrive. And like, yes, you might lose weight at the start, but then you'll probably gain weight in that cortisol like tummy area. Yeah, And you would be better off. I reckon like I would have been better off like all those times than I did do CrossFit, sitting down for 20 minutes and focusing on my breath, meditating. And isn't that like, isn't that amazing that that is probably better for your body and you would probably see better results from that as well. Oh, my gosh. Like, I think there's going to be big um, – like I know the breath stuff and the breathing stuff is really, really big. I'm excited to I bring think, some of those exercises to the challenge. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big thing. And I think like in that anxiety podcast that we did publish last week, like as Johnny said, like no one's breathing properly. Like we're just not breathing deep mm. enough and we're all up here like shallow breathing and telling our brains that we're stressed. Yeah. So like so even if we're not doing stressful things but if we're breathing in this stressful manner our bodies are under stress. Yeah. It's weird. And even if we were doing stressful things and we breathed properly mm. we wouldn't get the same stress normal stress reaction that we would. So say if we were breathing properly and something we were driving in traffic that normally would have stressed us just driving in normal traffic might not stress us anymore because we're breathing mm, properly that's so crazy and we'll be bringing more awareness to the freaking road instead of what's going what's for dinner yeah <laughs> i love how all your things are about food <laughs> i'm thinking about food i was thinking about dinner <laughs> actually i have been um aware of this so <laughs> it's good take note Tick. take note i think a lot about food maybe i can fill that space with something else yeah true i don't know what i need a new brain pathway that's so true so like maybe next time you think about that what should i think about what should be my new belief um well you could add something like like guess you could instead of swap it to like something you love about yourself maybe oh, or like yeah. Or you could do something like you're excited about. Yeah, because normally when I'm thinking about food, it's like, oh, yum, I have that in the fridge. <laughs> so maybe it could be, maybe it could just be like, um, oh my God, I don't know. You're crazy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't you ever think of that? Uh, when we had the sound shower on the weekend, did you not think about the no, slice we had? No, because no, all I thought about was my stomach and how sore it was, and turns out I have that gut bacteria. Well, lucky I was. I'm glad I was thinking about slicing yeah. Not my sore See, stomach. I was thinking about sore stomach and like I think oh, I bloating. I was yeah, thinking about delicious slice of hell. Fridge. Everyone, if you have a sore stomach and bloating and you eat really well, go see someone. Go to the get doctor, the get the test, then go to the naturopath. Um, listen to your body. Yes, I'm telling you and that and get oh. the help. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to fix this, mm-hmm. to rectify this issue. Yeah, it's very exciting. Oh. <gasps> so another thing we're excited about is I know we haven't – have we talked about it on the podcast? I, don't, I can't even remember. But um, 
from doing when I started yoga like we didn't really know if we were gonna like we knew all along that I was gonna talk about yoga I was gonna write about it I was gonna write about what I learned and things like that but we were kind of left it open like oh maybe we could do something with Mary's and from me doing yoga Emma started her Pilates training which means we're I'm going to be certified yoga and personal trainer in like a few weeks. And then M, you'll have to be certified Pilates instructor. So like what I'm excited about is to bring like this amazing way of exercising that every single human body can do, no matter what, even if you ca- like can't move your legs, like you can do this. Like there's an aspect that you can do. Well, I think that's the good thing. Like yoga is breathing. Mm. Pilates is like, I did the most difficult workout on the weekend with zero weights. Yeah. Sitting on my butt, just moving my arms like, um, you know, like doing a bicep curl, but with no weights, just doing that. Yeah, to that's the, so cool. To the beat of the music, 10 counts up, 10 counts down, breathing properly. And then we did, you know, the tricep ones. Then we did like these arm pump things. And I tell you what, I could not hold my arms up. Yeah, that's so like, cool. I'm like an 80, our grandma could do that. Yeah, like, so I'm, what I'm excited about is like we're going to be able to, like, guys, we are going to bring this kind of stuff to Merrymakers in some form or another. Or another. It's going to start with the challenge. Like, we're going to start doing workout videos inside the challenge, which would be so awesome. Um, but, like, who knows what else it could do? And it just means that, like, making working out more accessible to everybody and. M- Workouts that actually make you smile, that bring goodness to your life. Like how good that how good is it that we don't dread working out anymore? That I'm actually like after this podcast, we're gonna go to the yoga studio I know. and we're gonna be there for two hours, do a yoga class, do a Pilates class, feel freaking amazing and be nurturing our muscles. I know. Not hurting them or hurting our bodies or putting under any stress. We're actually going to feel less stressed, but we're going to feel long and lean and strong. Mm. That's, I don't know, that's some, some, some kind of magic. It is Plus, transformation, hello. Yeah. Creating fire from within. I just think it's so exciting and I'm excited to bring this stuff to everything we do. Merry Maker Land. Yeah, to whatever we create with it. And, oh. you know, even if it's like going around and talking to people and doing – Pilates classes and yoga classes like if you guys have a business and you'd like to get and I'm kidding <laughs> but not really like who knows what we'll do with it um like I think let me just tell you we will have the best playlist ever <laughs> we totally will um I also wanted to just add something but then I forgot I just I think like the whole exercise especially with Instagram it's like people have this thing in their head I have had it before like I need to be fit to exercise. I need to be flexible to do yoga. I need to be strong to do Pilates. Yeah. It's like, no, the point is that you go as you are, mm. accept where you are, which is your amazing self. I'm sorry, whoever you are, whatever whatever you look like right now, whatever shape you're in, you are amazing. You are perfect just as you are. But we are allowed to want to change ourselves. We are allowed to aspire to be stronger, to aspire to be fitter, to aspire to be leaner and to aspire to lose weight as well. And if you do it in a loving, self-respectful way, then it's okay. Oh, my gosh. It's when you turn to the self-loathe and your big why behind doing it is because you 
hate yourself, mm. that is when it becomes dangerous. And that's where we've been. That's mm. where we've been when we've become obsessed with exercise, obsessed with counting calories, obsessed mm. with food, what we can and can't eat. That's when it becomes dangerous, when our intention behind the action is self-hate. Oh. How many workouts have I done literally where I've just like, I'm just like, wishing away the fat on my body and just like hating myself like so many workouts I've done um like that with zero self-love yeah the but if you can self-love. show up to your workout to your dinner plate to your smoothie blender like with like this love with like I'm doing this because like I'm I love myself I have so much respect for myself yeah. like you will enjoy the process which the process guys is life Mm. Like you will enjoy life more and you'll see you'll see the results even faster because you are a more like in tune with your body. So you'll feel the results and you'll see them. Yeah. It's and you'll, you'll see the goodness because you've chosen to see yeah. the goodness. So it's like even if your body actually doesn't even change, you'll, you'll love yourself more. <laughs> because you I swear yeah. you can look the same and yeah. you can look at it like from Yesterday to today, you can wake up and depending what way you choose to wake up, you can see yourself in a total different light. So true. And it's how you choose to show up every morning and how you choose to show up is how you see yourself. That's so true. And how your life pans out. Because if you choose to see the good in these kinds of situations, because I know bad exists, I know that darkness exists. Oh, yeah. But when it's when it's a day, when it's two exactly Groundhog Days, yeah. you could see it good and you could see it bad. Yeah. Just depends how you choose. Yeah, it's fascinating. Humaning is interesting. Humaning. Hey, this was fun. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Podcasting is so fun. Guys, if anyone you know would get something out of this podcast or any of our other episodes, send it to them. Share the merrymaker share love. It, share it, share we it. We would share be forever it. grateful. We so would be so super grateful. Um, I'm going to thank Essence of Living once again for supporting me in my yoga teacher training journey. It has been amazing. So thank you guys. And I'm excited to keep going with my Pilates teacher training. Mm-hmm. Who knows what magic, merry magic we're going to create with it. But I know that there will be a blog post and a podcast coming. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah? I mean – Pilates changed my life before. Like, <laughs> well, I'm ready Pilates, to talk about Pilates it. Pilates changed my life, and five weeks time. Yeah, book it in, and like, and then I don't know. Who knows? What, it's who just knows? kind of weird that it's all come back. It's full circle. I know. I mean, which I love. I, I know love it when, when it's, it's full circle. It's like little seeds. right, right from this. I mean, in high school, Pilates was part of my life because of the scoliosis. It's like someone was so guiding weird. me to it. Little sprinkles of um. It's like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Coming back home. Yeah, it's funny, isn't Except it? Except there's no witch and we're not going to get caught in a cage. I feel like maybe we've already gone through all that, maybe. Me too. <laughs> maybe we're on the way back. We're yeah. On, we're on the comeback. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I shared a quote on Instagram the other day. What did it – I have to share it. It was like the the comeback is always better than the setback or something. The comeback is always stronger than the setback. Yeah. And that's how I feel in my life right now. Boom, that shake I'm the room. on a comeback and I'm pretty – I'm like I'm feeling pretty good, like still get moments of like ugh, but I'm excited to like – I feel like it's coming. Like I feel like 
building up to something pretty amazing. Very with, good. With you by my side, it makes it all that much better. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little stop, t- it. <laughs> stop it. Don't stop. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Tell me how much Anyway, guys. If you liked this episode, like we always like hearing about, not that we need external validation, we do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Please email us though, like, because it's always fun to know if it yeah. resonated or if you have more questions that we can tackle. Or just like comment on mm. Instagram and be like, hey, guys, I loved episode 103. It was awesome. You guys are weird <laughs> yeah. and I love it. I Yay. Dig it. Hope you guys have the most magical day ever. Wishing you well. Get merry. <laughs> <laughs> Mary. Mary. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Toodaloo. <laughs>